Don't look back because the market is closed. Good uh, Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Kip Herridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Tell you in a couple of minutes what happened in the markets today. More importantly, today's going to be going forward using the VR Investing Systems, our guide. Always try to get that out as soon as possible. We've got a lot to talk about today. And I started this podcast one minute after the market closed. I didn't want to prepare for anything because I just want to tell you what I see happening in the market. And um, if you've been joining us here, you know, uh, well, we uh, 18 months ago, we started calling for a 1% tenure. And we said that the Federal Reserve must cut aggressively. Well, what did they do? The Fed hit 1% today. And the Fed finally started cutting aggressively. Got a half point cut today. And too little, too late. Again, if they're going to wait that late, go ahead and cut 75 basis points. Because it's coming. Everybody knows it's coming plus more. And so the market was a little disappointed with that uh, limited effort. But you know what? They got a Fed meeting coming up here soon. They'll cut. Um, market was expecting more. And <clears throat> look, this all started because of the coronavirus, I guess. But I'm not even sure that's the reason for this decline, to tell you the truth. Because remember, we've had health crises, health various flus and swine flus and SARS and MERS. And we've had all these and we've fallen now more than we fell during those. And, you know, the swine flu from start to finish, the Dow Jones went up 40 percent, four zero percent over that year from beginning to end. And Tyler uh, tweeted about this at the very lows on Friday when the Dow was down over a thousand points, tweeted those facts out. And that actually tagged the bottom. We think that's going to be the bottom. And we think what we're seeing now is a bottoming process. Now, if you're not familiar with these, that's okay. Rest your, rest your weary head because I'm very familiar with these. And you got to remember, we had a 600 plus, 650 point move higher off the lows on Friday. We had 12, almost 1,300 yesterday. What is that? 1,900 plus points. We'll call it 2,000 points about a 50% retrace. Matter of fact, exactly a 50% retrace off the lows. So technically speaking, what the action we're seeing here is kind of expected. But we still are well off the lows, and that's the key. Now, what do we look at next? This is the key point to this call. Uh, again, not, not to be a jackass and brag here, but folks, over 35 years, I'm about to give you some insights here that I think are going to play out because that's what's happening right now. And make some notes on this because it will help you. This will happen again. (laughs) We'll have another crisis. There's always another crisis in the future, especially with Trump as president. I can't believe after December 2018 we're going through this again, but here we are. Limited, a little bit of a limited degree to that, but not much. Certainly panicking here, right? Okay. So what stood out today that I think is important? First of all, Remember what happened last week when the markets were imploding? First of all, gold and silver, oil, all went down with the market. It was an, it was an everything bear market last week. Everything was on sale. Now, a lot of people couldn't figure that out, but we thought we could. And I still think that's, I think we saw that today as they spiked higher. Last week was the panic phase of selling. And that's why everything went down. Just sell everything. Baby with the bathwater. And by the way, that's typically the sign of a panic bottom. That's, that's what you actually look for. When everything drops, that means you're at the tail end of the decline. So what did we see today? Gold up 2.5%. Excuse me, gold up 2.6%. Silver up 2.4%. Oil even managed to hold on to gains up 1%. That's not the action of last week, is it? 
That tells us this is a bottoming process and that instead of it being a deflationary panic, we have a reflationary buying, buying pressure happening right now. That's a positive. What else? On Friday at the lows, the VIX hit 49. Remember, 49, that was higher than the March 2009 financial crisis bottom. So Friday was panic selling, VIX, fear index skyrocketing, right? Panic in the air. Fear and greed index hit nine. Panic in the air. It hit two back in December of 2018. That was the all-time low. What did the VIX do today? Even when the Dow was down 950 points, and by the way, we closed down 785 points, down 2.9%. Kind of similar readings across the board. Everything was down about that level today, uh, which is also interesting when you think about it, except small caps were down just 2%. But the VIX today traded as high as 41. Now, still highly elevated, not questioning that, but it's eight points lower than Friday, which makes sense because we're higher than that level. But what that's called is a lower high. And again, these are the signs you look for in a bottom. So we see all those signs. Uh, the semiconductor index, SMH, on Friday, tagged exactly its 200-day moving average. Well off that now. Okay, bounced exactly off its 200-day. Semis lead on the way up and the way down. Um, <clears throat> China. Okay. When China bottom, and again, we're working on the theory here that Friday walked our bottom, the lows. After China bottomed and they reopened their markets, they jumped over 12%. Actually, I think they jumped as much as 14% in a three-week period. But we'll call it 12% because that's what they're up now. So the Shanghai Stock Exchange rallied 12% off their lows in three weeks. We look for something very similar here. We do believe the lows are in. Uh, it was a little disquieting to see the move lower today, but again, it's reactionary. A whole lot of people, by the way, are freaking out, okay, over the 10-year dropping below 1% today. These are analog, dig- analog human beings living in a digital world, and I'll tell you why. People were saying that, oh, my God, if our 10 years below 1%, it must mean we have a collapse coming. It must mean a depression is coming. These people, again, are very myopic. Very myopic. Why I say that? Globally, and if you've been on these podcasts, you've only heard us say, Tyler and I say this, I don't know, a thousand times. Globally, rates are so much lower that ours have to fall. That's always been the case. Our rates were never going to stay up, ever, ever, ever. I don't know why people have a – I mean, some very smart people, by the way, almost certainly with a higher IQ than I have. Very bright people that don't get this. It's the forest for the trees thing, right? But they're analog people, and I've heard that same argument forever. Oh, our rates should be so much higher because of blah, 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 blah. And all they want to do is blame central banks. Look, I, you've got a lot of company in that, okay? I'm blaming, I'm blaming the central, uh, central bank, our Fed, because rates should have been a lot lower, longer, much longer ago. And they're just still following. Trump's been exactly right about this. Our Federal Reserve has not led for years. And they're constantly playing catch up. And that's, that's what's causing the dislocation in our markets right there. But to everybody that's saying uh, 1% 10-year 
indicates we're going into deflationary collapse and that how, da- how dare the Fed uh, cut rates by a half point today, don't they? Again, I, see, I have a very different view. Not that, not that I'm right. Maybe they're going to be right. But I have a very different view. Our rates should be a whole lot lower. This is the world we live in. Gravity will ensure that our rates keep going lower because of supply and demand. People all invest serious money, right? Central bank serious money and their buddies, right? Serious uh, institutional money. Serious, serious, the, the biggest funds in the world. What are they doing? They're buying our debt. Why are they buying our debt? Because it's still, even in the 10-year, you can still get 1%. Better than negative rates. It's going to keep happening, which is why the Fed will keep cutting. Now, what hasn't happened that we expect to happen next, we've had, thank you, Powell, although every time Powell speaks, what does the market do? Every single time he speaks, it goes down. Just about, it's like Tyler did the work on this. 90% of the time that Jay Powell goes in front of a microphone, the market tanks. That is a new trade that the algorithms are keying off of, and I'm certain of that. Most are. This guy is the kiss of death for the stock market. Stop. Somebody get this man a microphone that has no power. We do not need Jay Powell ever walking in front of a microphone again. Some people just have are bad luck. Jay Powell's bad luck. But again, he cut rates today. So we got some monetary help today. Now we need fiscal help. Now we need fiscal help. What is fiscal help? Let's say my recommendation is the same one, by the way, that it was in 2008, 2009 crisis, slash income taxes for everybody. Trump should go before a microphone because he's better in front of a mic than Jay Powell. Go in front of a microphone with Steve Mnuchin and leadership of Congress and say, listen, folks, we know you're hurting out there. We know the restaurants are hurting. We know a lot of you are, are, are worried about this becoming a pandemic. It's not going to be a pandemic. A lot of you are worried about this. We think we got this under control. We're, we're certain we do. It's very low to Americans. However, we know you're hurting because people are panicking. So we're gonna, we're gonna, you will not pay individuals or businesses. You will pay no income taxes for a period of six months. Now, if, if, if the do-nothing do Dems want to negotiate the three months, fine, do that. But get in front of a mic, Trump, Mnuchin, etc., no income taxes on individuals or businesses for six months and watch the market scream. Watch, watch, watch the panic and fear begin to dissipate because it gives people a chance to catch up because there are people hurting because of the overreaction to this, what has been a financial pandemic. It's not a health pandemic. But, they're, the, but sheeple are going to be sheeple and they're overreacting because the media won't let them do anything but overreact. Too many people still watch TV. I leave it off all day long. My financial decisions, my investment decisions are so much better. Highly recommended that you do that. Find people you trust, whether it's us or somebody else. But don't watch CNBC or CNN, even Fox, none of them. They're fear-mongering propagandists. And I'm sure our audience knows this. But that's what we need next. I recommended this in 2008, 2009. It was fairly widely disseminated. Cut income taxes for an entire year for individuals and businesses and watch the economy explode. They didn't do it, but it was, you know, that was Obama. So maybe, maybe, Trump will do something, maybe Trump will do something like this. And maybe it'll come soon, maybe like before the open tomorrow morning. Because again, our thesis is that the lows are in place. Another positive sign today, the housing index, which is, by the way, again, 
to people that are saying this is 2008 all over again, let me just call you out for what you are. You're morons. You are morons. Housing, housing market has led the way up. Right? We had a, a one-year bear market in housing before the 2008 crisis happened. Housing is always your best leading economic indicator. There's not a close second. It's housing. We don't have an economic crisis in this country. We have a lack of confidence crisis stirred up by the media. Oh, my God. It's, un, it's unwatchable. Truly, if you've done as long as I have, it's unwatchable. Turn it off. But housing, the HGX was up today. For most of the afternoon, it was up 1% to the, to the final trades. Still close, still close green. Still close green. Again, semis, well off the 200-day moving average. We're seeing signs of a bottom. We're seeing, again, lower highs in the VIX index. And the market, I'll, I'll wrap with, well, I'm going to get some, some key readings, but the market always does what it can to surprise the majority. I think the majority felt, and I felt a little bit of this too, when we got that rate cut today, that was going to be it, off to the races. Of course, the stock market pulls the rug when we all agree on something. So again, I'm not surprised at all by the action today, but it's a great positive what we saw in gold and silver and oil and housing. We saw the, the opposite of the panic trade last week. Now these markets are starting to act the way they should. That's a bottoming process. That means you got to be buyers, especially if, if our model works out that we're going to get at least a 12% move higher you know, if you're not buying now, you're going to regret it. Now, the worst case, if it happens, the fear of the unknown is a black swan event. Folks, that's always possible. But, you know, that's why you keep some cash on hand. That's why you stay diversified in gold and silver, right? This is why we do it here. We have about 30% of the VR portfolio right now in gold, silver, and the miners. By the way, the miners today, wow. Again, not trading like last week. Not trading like last week. GDX, the miner ETF, up 5.3% today. NUGT, which we also own, the three-time leveraged minor ETF, up 15% today. That wasn't happening last week. Again, this is different, right? Not deflationary panic, reflationary buying. That's the sign you want to see. What we don't want to do is break Friday's lows. That would be a, a troublesome sign. Uh, that, to put that out there because that, that's, that, that's the one thing we don't want to see. Um, okay, a few readings. Um, again, this is what we want to see. Remember last week when we had these minus 700, minus 1,000 point down days? What did we see with that? We saw minus, we saw 10 to 1 negative readings, right, in the internals. 10 to 1 plus. Well, we didn't see it today. They were negative, but we're talking about advanced decline. Let me just hit refresh to make sure I give the accurate readings here. Advanced decline, <clears throat> New York Stock Exchange, was not even 2 to 1 negative. Not even. At Friday's, Friday morning, it was... Uh, at one point, well over 10 to 1 negative. I think I saw 14, 13 or 14 to 1 negative. Advanced decline, NASDAQ, just over 2 to 1 negative. Up down volume, that's a different story. We saw uh, about, uh, about, a two and a half, uh, about a 3 to 1 negative reading. NYSE was five, uh, 4 to 1 negative. But new highs, new lows. <clears throat> Remember, on, at, uh, at Friday, Friday at one point, we're, we had over 1,000 stocks at new 52-week lows. Today, we had a total of less than 400. So again, obviously negative readings. Dow closes down 785. You're not going to see positive. But it's compared to last week, right? So these are all bottoming process readings. 
And we, we, we started buying at the Lowe's on Friday. We happened to just hit it just right. Uh, we actually bought more today um, about an hour and a half ago. And we wouldn't at all be surprised. Matter of fact, we expect, we expect a very sharp move higher from here. Folks, that's it for the day. Hope you had a good day and a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.